Hello, everyone. This is the Photographic Collective Podcast. Guys, my name is Miles Whit Boyer. And uh, let me say first and foremost, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so excited that you're here. I am eager and, uh, and really just honored to, to be able to host you through the next 30 minutes of one of the most incredible conversations. This is part two with Jai Long. If you guys missed last week, please, please click back an episode and catch yourself up. We, we talk for 45 minutes with Jai about, uh, about his upbringing, about where he found motivation, how the camera ended up landing in his hands. But today's conversation is one of the most intentional, one of the most introspective and y'all, one of the most powerful talks I've ever had with a photographer. In fact, I had no idea about this entire period in Jai's life. And, uh, and I think that some of this stuff may be being told for the very first time. So sit back, enjoy the next 30 minutes. Y'all, if there's anything that I can ask you to do, it's just to be present during this interview and absorb all of this wonderful wisdom that Jai has for us. All right, without further ado, we're jumping straight back in. Here's Jai Long. Talk us into Free the Bird. Because yeah. somewhere in there, I, I know that we're jumping. Like, I realize that we're jumping. We're jumping past the heat because there's no reason to make you dwell in it. Because what's important here is not then what happened over the next couple of years. But what's important is then the deciding, the decision where suddenly you became you became something new out of all of that. So so take, take us into Free the Bird, dude. Well, I think... Um a lot of people don't really know this story, but um, I was working in the mines for a little bit in like Queensland, but then um, I needed to get more money and I, and I was just like really keen to fast track my, my life basically with all that. And so I actually took on a job on the other side of the country, doing fly in, fly out. So I left all my friends and family, um, felt very isolating, like one of the most isolated places in all the world actually. Um, and I worked in a like a it was like a community hospital out there. I was an electrician. I'm working on a community hospital in a mining town. Um, and everyone used to go to the pub after work and just go and drink the night away straight after work, you know. And so yeah. I went there like once or twice and there was some rough stuff that was happening and, and it just wasn't for me. And I was like, I need a new hobby. I need something. And so I actually asked one of my friends if I could buy his camera off him, which was like a Canon 5D, I think. And... um. After work, I would go and just shoot photos on anything, everything. I would go take photos of the ocean, of the beach, um, drive around, take photos. There wasn't, there's not much out there. Taking photos of leaves or whatever it is. Uh, and then I started a WordPress blog because I didn't want to tell all my tradie friends that I was like, you know, an artist. So I um, started that and I called it Free the Bird. And I, and I didn't call it my name because I was like freeing my own imag imagination. Or it was also like freeing, my, freeing myself from prison. That's what it felt like. I was like, I'm freeing myself from prison. And so, yeah, I'd go and take photos of everything and everything, anything, post it on, on WordPress. And back in those days, you could have a blog and, and people acted like Instagram. They comment to each other and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. And then just one day uh, I woke up and I had about a thousand emails and I was like, what's going on here? And it, my, one of my photos got featured on the front of WordPress itself. And then people asked me if I could shoot their wedding and all this kind of stuff. And I've never, I've never been to a wedding, man. I went to my parents' wedding when I was like 14 years old in our lounge room. And like, that was it. And so um, I said, yeah, I can come and shoot a wedding. Like, that sounds fun. So when I finally moved over, back over to the East Coast of Australia, um, I shot a couple of weddings first, like, and it was a bit of a crazy story. And then I remember one day I was just at work and I was like, I was actually making some good money at work and stuff. And I feel like that part of me was over. And I was like, man, money's not bringing me happiness. I thought it was going to. I thought that was the thing that 
I needed, you know, to help my family and help everyone, but money's not it. And I was like, I'm going to pursue photography, I think. And I remember turning to my partner and um, I was like, I'm going to do this full time. I went to my job the next day and I quit. And then I come back and told my wife and then she was like, oh shit, how are we going to pay bills? And I had no work or nothing. There was no, there was no nothing. I didn't know how to use my camera. And I went full time that first 12 months. That was the first 12 months. I had to learn how to use my camera that first 12 months. Um, and, I, and I made six figures and I did everything else, but that was just a fucking wild ride. No, no, I, I, my favorite thing about this industry, it, it is actually like that moment, that deciding moment. I've, I've talked about this in, I don't know how many captions and blogs and podcasts, but you know, people never think about this, but the reality is like nobody ever runs off a cliff. Like that, that's not what happens. You jump off a cliff. Yeah. There's a moment of going up before you go down. And there's this pivotal moment, right? Where every photographer, like somebody ends up grabbing a camera. Perfect, perfect example. The, the most parallel opposing example to you is, is uh, Pi Jersa's story, right? He's super, very successful accountant, very educated, you know, MBA, um, you know, working for a large bank and he hates his job. And he, he ends up with a camera in his hand simply because he's like, oh my God, people pay money for this. So he's like, sure, yeah, why not? Right, but what's fascinating to me is everybody jumps for a different reason. Mm. But then what seems like happens is regardless of the reason, like regardless of the moment where you, where you say like, yeah, I think I could actually do this, the fall ends up being so similar. And we all end up becoming a part of this subculture. Totally. These, you know, these artists and these, and, and it brings us all together. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about just who you are as a person is that you've, you have united, literally globally united, a, a community of people that prior to Summit and, and really prior to just your vision were really pretty fragmented. Mm. Um, and so, so where, did, where did that confidence, I guess where did the vision for Summit come from? Because there's a big jump, there's a big leap to go from being a wedding photographer to saying, I want to connect wedding photographers all over the world. Oh, it was actually wild, man. Like it, it came from, um, same thing. Like every time I get stuck somewhere, but, um, I was teaching workshops since 2015 and I had a whole bunch of workshops booked in in 2020, you know, in New York and Los Angeles and they're all sold out and everything, but they all stopped. And I had to give refunds. All my work stopped. And so I was going to create a course called the business map and I was going to do it in 2019. Um, actually I was going to do it in 2021, to be honest. Um, so I had this roadmap and so I released my first course, uh, in nine, in 2019, then my second one in 2020. And then when I lost everything, I was like, um, I was like, right now, more people need to know the knowledge that I need, that I know than ever before. Like this has to be a thing. And I only had, I think I had about six weeks worth of money for me and my employees. And I was like, we have to either give up now and that's fine. Or we have to at least try this next six weeks and see what we can do with ourselves. So we did. And then we pre-sold the course and then we made about I would say like maybe about $30,000 and it kept us going for a little bit longer. And then we did a proper launch. Then we made it probably about maybe eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000. And then I was like, you know what, guys, like all I want to do is just blow this up. Everyone needs more help than ever before. Let's just invest every dollar into this summit. And if it works, then it works. And if it doesn't, and then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Both ways, we're going to just dwindle to nothing anyway. So, um, yeah, I put 100000 into Facebook ads. I just started doing mentoring, getting as much money as I could, put 100000 in Facebook ads. I paid everyone. I didn't ask for anyone to do anything for free. Even my wife paid everyone. Um, 
and we had no expectations. We had no idea what it was going to be. And I was just like, fuck it. Like I need help. Everyone else needs help. And people need to come together right now. And, and this is the thing, this is the best idea I can come up with, you know, so going all in. And so, yeah, we went all in, we reinvested every dollar and then we're fucking broke. And then it was like this better work, like hopefully stuff happens. And then, yeah, like it, some miracle it worked. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, call it a miracle, but I, I think it's it's just a testament to a, a solid vision. I mean, I I want to tell you, like, so you first came on the radar for me. Um, I was trying to think this through as I was prepping for this call. I want to say it was late 2018. It may have been early 2019. Um, one of my employees, uh, a, a guy named Max Grubb, and he worked for me for nine years. Um, and I think you've chatted with him a couple of times before. But um, for all I know, he may be doing business map right now, if I'm honest. But um, he wouldn't tell me. He like we're such good friends, but he keeps you know. He I, this is what I love about him. But um, I remember him sitting with me in one of our our uh, employee meetings, and he said, "Hey, you need to check first things first. You need to check out these presets because these things are they're just totally different than anything else in the market. There's a completely different vibe than anything on the market. And whether you like them or not, we need to learn from the color science here." And that was my first introduction with Free the Bird. Right, That's I was cool. sitting looking at him and saying, "Like, okay, this is a person or a group of people, a, co- a company that just looks at color in a way that I've never seen, and it's disruptive." And here's the funny thing: is actually, I'm sitting at this coffee shop with him, and I'm like, "Man, I don't like it," but totally. I don't know why I don't like it because it's so disruptive that I'm like, "I don't think we're ready for it," but I want to know who the photographer is that's shooting it. Like somebody is using this and they're using it well. So he ends up finding, you know, finding your name, pulling up your stuff. We start looking through your work. And then I, I remember just being uh, truly, I mean, that was one of the, one of the, one of the biggest years that, I ha- that I've had business-wise. And I remember just being humbled by the fact that I'm like, you know what? What there isn't enough of in this industry is disruptors. There's a lot of success. Totally. There's, there's, and then there's, there's more room for plenty more, right? There's, there's more than enough weddings. There's more than enough portrait sessions. There's more than enough money, but there's not enough disruption. And anyway, fast forward into the middle of the pandemic. And, and I know it, it hits you guys a totally different timeline than it hit us over here. Mm. But I was listening to Summit and my knees almost buckled because you just told, you told nearly the same story. It was similar to the same story. It was a little bit more of a polished version that I think you were ready to tell. But, um, and I sat back and said, that's where we are right now. If I'm not careful, I'm losing every employee. Mm. Everybody that works for me, this team that I have built and loved and cared for, and we're, we're, it's, it's gone. The money's gone. I, you know, I'm dipping into my savings. I'm asking them to dip into their savings. I'm... I got nothing left. And I know how to provide for myself. I've got the Fujifilm endorsements. I've got the big, you know, but I don't know how to provide for everybody. And I remember hearing you say that and my knees just buckled because what I realized was I have to, there's got to be one last stand. Like I, I, I can't bow out yet. And so what we ended up doing was this meeting with our team where I sat down with everybody virtually. We're all scared to death that we're all going to die from some, fig, fig, I don't know, anyway. And I sit with everybody and I basically say this, nobody's quitting. We're going to get through this. And then on the back end, we're tearing up your non-competes. You guys are on your own. 
if you want to work for me, I can't wait. I'll love on you guys forever. But if you want to go out on your own, if you if this is where you want to be, if like this is the the catalyst that makes you fly, then go. But not yet. Right now, trust me, hang with me, and I'll take care of it. And then we made it through. But I'm telling you, it was it was the sentence that you just said. It wasn't me going to summit. It wasn't me learning how to be a, become a better wedding photographer. It was the sliver of who you are when you, when you speak into somebody's mind. And, and uh, so I, I, person to person, you know, from the other side of the world, I'm, I'm really grateful for that moment with you. That's and incredible. I'm excited that I get to tell you about it firsthand. Yeah, that is cool. That is um, so cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a big moment for me. Um, it's a pretty scary moment. 2020, mm. 2020 was a big change uh, for, for, for me as a person. And, and it's, it's powerful to see people that I look up to having had those same moments. Mm. So you mentioned earlier that you're running at any given time, like 40 different businesses. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's an exaggeration, but yeah, yeah, yeah. just barely. <laughs> Where do you get the uh, kind of the, the emotional, it's not the mental real estate. You mentioned early on, there was naivety that fell into the reason why you failed a couple of times. Mm. Mental real estate is easy to grow, but where do you get the emotional real estate to, to jump into new things that aren't connected, completely detached, you know, like the, the vegan clothing line that has literally nothing to do with, totally. with teaching wedding photographers. Same as like property developing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man, I guess like one thing is like, they all kind of do relate in one sense. Like my cafe was the same as I ran my, I actually had electrical business as well. So my cafe, I ran it the same as my electrical business, the same as my wedding photography business, the same as my education business, as my fashion business. It's like, they all actually, the thing is it's all business, right? And so if we kind of break it up a little bit, what most of us think is we're photographers and we have to learn business but what we actually are is we're business owners and we're good at photography. And so we don't actually drop the penny and realize, actually, I, I work five days a week on my business and one day shooting, which actually makes me a business owner, not a photographer, to be honest. And so we don't take business seriously. But when you do, it's the same as photography, right? If you can shoot a wedding, you probably can shoot family photos. You probably can shoot commercial if you could learn a few things. You probably can shoot yeah, everything. Of course. And so business is just the same. If you get obsessed and realize the business is business. It's the same formula over and over. Works for everyone in any part of the planet. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter what niche you're in. It always works. Um, then it's like, oh, cool. I can do anything. There's literally, there's nothing I couldn't start. You know what I mean? And it gets quicker and quicker. Like yep. for instance, like the Wedding Photography Summit, it's its own business. And when I launched that, like we invested six figures and we, we actually got out six figures and that all happened in four weeks, I think. Four weeks or five weeks or something. And I'm like, it's a formula. You can actually, um, it's the same as taking a photo. You know, the amount of people that say to me, like we're so naive as wedding photographers and they're like, oh, Jai, you're from Australia. Would business work the same in Los Angeles? I'm like, would your camera still work in Australia? Would it work in Los Angeles? Like it's, you still take a photo, right? But business just the same thing. We just, for some reason, we're so naive around business that we can't even compute that as a concept because we're it, it just blows my mind I, I mean that's a whole nother conversation but it blows my mind how much we're trying to do business and we don't we're not even willing to learn it, it it's kind of like um it's literally the same as going like i'm a photographer but you've never unpacked the the box and never looked at the camera and you never learned how to use it but saying oh, i'm a photographer you know what i mean like it's it's going to be hard to take an amazing photo so that's why like 99% of businesses fail is literally because everyone just thinks it's 
I don't know why, but everyone thinks it's luck. It's it's a miracle. No one can actually do it. It's that person can that I can't. Um, I don't know why it is. It's such a strange, bizarre thing that we've been taught that business is only for the elite and, and the rest of us just have to, we have to trial and error and fail all the time. And really it's like, you don't actually, it's a proven process. I can show you right now over and over and over and over. And I've done it thousands of times. And I've got thousands of photographers that have hit six figures all from the stuff that I show them. Like it's, I, I can't explain it any other way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I That's no, got to blow your mind, sense, isn't I, it? Like I, it's like, <laughs> well, I, yes. I mean, it's, it's just the, the, the sensibility of it uh, to be able to say like, you know, guys, it, it, it just, just pick your passion. It's okay. Like to have, to have the, um, you know, I think a lot of people would call it courage, but I'll, I'll call it audacity or, or maybe just the, like the truthfully, it's, it's almost the, uh, the arrogance of being a wedding photographer of saying like, for some reason, my perspective, my, my, my presence at this event is worth money. And, and there's there's a lot behind that just that statement, but I, I think it's it's remarkable for you to say as simple as you know just pick your passion. But success success isn't dictated by that passion. Success is dictated by then what you do to support it, mm. right? And and to expose it. I, I had a, a conversation with a, um, a, a videographer, a brilliant, a good friend of mine um, that worked for me for years and years, and now is just uber successful. The other day. And he was telling me that in, in 2021, he looked back through and he said, you know, listen, I worked every day of the year. I worked 365 days in some capacity. I did something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was only 56 days of the year that I was like contractually obligated. Like I had to show up on that day to do like to do that job. Right. And, and his next question for me um, was brilliant. And he said, imagine what I could do with the other 315 days or whatever. And, and I kind of sat back in my chair and I was like, man, this is a young kid. Like this is a guy that, and it's like the light bulb just switched on. He just realized exactly what, what, what his true capacity was, mm-hmm. was, was not how successful he was in those 56 days, but how he has six times the volume available. Oh, Yeah. I know. Um, it's crazy. That's pretty cool. It's so cool. And, and what a powerful moment to come to, to actually start realizing your own potential. I guess that's, that's where I want to, want to kind of wrap this with you is like, what is like, dude, I know you're like, you're Jai Long. It's funny. The way you say it is so much smoother than anybody else. Just can we say it like that? But I'm Jai Long. Um, <laughs> there it is. There it is. But, but just Jai, man, like just, just the man, mm-hmm. the, the husband, the son, um, you know, like, let's go back to that mindset. Like the, the husband to the woman he, he nearly lost a couple of times, right? The, the, the son to, um, you know, the mom that went through hell and has taken care of him the whole way. Like, what does Jai have left to give? Like, what, what's next for you? I think, um, I think the amazing thing is I've got so much to give because like a lot of the times and in, even in this you know conversation, we talk about like poor me and hardship and, and stuff like that. But like realistically, like, and, and I know this, like, I've got to acknowledge my privilege. Like, um, you know, maybe I grew up differently to other people and maybe I didn't have the same things, but I've realized like there's so many people going through so much right now and, and I never want to feel like I deserve something or I, sh- you know, yeah. the, the path is sort of like drawn out for me, but um, for me, man, like I think 
like with my privilege, it's it's a crying shame if I didn't use it. That's the main thing. And I use it for, as where in my capacity, in my mind, I use it for good. And so if I can keep inspiring people, if I can keep sharing stories, um, because I've got the energy, so then I can share that energy. Like I've got the passion, I've got some a lot of knowledge, I've got a lot of these things. And so the more that I can share with the world, I think, um, on whatever level, in whatever capacity, I think for me that's that's a huge thing. And, and that's pretty much if we're talking about goals, like that's pretty much the only thing on my radar right now. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I, I so appreciate the fact that you don't, um, you never play the victim. You know, that's just yeah. not a part. It's, of, it's not like, my story. All of these, you know. Yeah, but I I want to tell you, like I I, I want to encourage you. I, I think that the stories that you told today really are they they're not heard enough. Mm. Um, they do say a lot about who you are just as a man. And they also do inform how powerful privilege can be that you could go through, you know, the things that you have and, and still come out on the other side. But, you know, you, you never play the victim and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. I think it's, it's probably the thing that unites photographers and, and creatives and entrepreneurs. I'm assuming from all over the world uh, kind of around you is this sense of saying like, this guy, if this guy believes in me for whatever reason, totally. Um, man, I, I had a, I had a mentor call not long ago with a with a girl that said that she'd started her business um, with this mentality of like I'm better than nothing. You know, I may not be good, but I'm better than nothing. And uh, and I I bounced back at her with that, and I said like you can't you can't hide behind that for very long because the truth is like you're you're better than a lot of things. Like you showed up better than a lot of things. You, you're a long way from nothing. And, uh, and Jai, you, dude, you're pushing, you're pushing boundaries that, you know, maybe nobody in your childhood or nobody in your like growing up, nobody saw that for you. Um, and so you're standing in the gap for a lot of people that probably are, are in that same situation right now, you know? Totally, man. Um, and I think like, that's an, an, like a hard thing for me to sort of come to terms with because, um, I think a lot of people, especially now, like maybe in the last year, like see me as successful. But for me, I don't see that. And so I don't see I don't see what they see because I'm busy working and I'm busy doing the next thing and I'm busy losing money and I'm busy failing and I'm busy in the middle of everything. And that's just my life. So I think for me, like it's, it's hard to come to terms to even think of what my childhood friends would ever think or like would they even think of anything? I'm just the same person. So it's – um. Yeah, it's just like an interesting concept for me to even like like but but having said that like I know that I've impacted people and that's my life's work. You know what I mean? Like that that's that, that's like it shouldn't be like oh, Josh should be on a pedestal for that. It's like no, he went out and did that. Like that's a that, that's a result of like the work he's doing. That's makes sense, you know. So that's my rational logical mind. That's how all that comes together for me. <laughs> so when is when is when is enough enough for you then? And enough is never enough for anyone. Anyone that says enough is enough is burnt out because they didn't get enough. That's the honest truth. Like because think about it, progress is happiness, right? So if you went to school and halfway through you're like, oh shit, man, I know enough. That's it. Like I reckon it's not because you know enough. It's because you're overwhelmed. If you went to work and you're like, okay, this is enough. It's not because there was enough. It's because you're overworked, overwhelmed. Um, probably burnt out and that's why enough is enough. I'm not burnt out. So enough is never enough because for me, I know 
there's something more and like it's in, in an injustice for me to stop myself to not help more people to not expand, to not grow, to not inspire someone, not to fail big in front of someone, to not share those stories, to not bring people on that adventure. Like, is it, what, like what, how selfish would I be if I was a privileged person that didn't even push to the capabilities that I actually have? You know what I mean? So that's the way I, I see it. It's like there's people out there, like I am a middle-aged white dude, right, with no, no anything wrong with me. I'm, I'm, I'm capable of everything. And if I'm not like pushing to the extreme, waking up four o'clock every single day to make use of my day, then I'm like, what the fuck was I put on this world for then? Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's like my obligation. I have to do it. Mm, That's so good, man. Okay, well, here's what I'll tell you. Commitment to you moving forward. Um, and I get to say this in front of like in front of my group, which is cool. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for years, man, but I get to say this in front of my community. Um, I'll be at the next summit and I, I'm going to show up from this point forward uh, for you because, because you're doing some big things for an industry that means a lot to me. And you're doing some big things for people that mean a lot to me. I've got, I've got a lot of people that I, uh, you know, that I coach and that I lead that are also, um, you know, so quick and so eager to send me over their journal, right? With the ship on it and be like, look what I just did. And you know what I haven't done enough of? And, and this isn't just specific to you, but this is, this is just a conviction. What I haven't done enough of is exactly what you're doing right now, which is like showing up for other creatives simply for the fact that, um, that somebody has to. Yeah, someone has to. And, uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I, I'll be there. We're, we're, you know, open, open the doors and, uh, and, and take my credit card. Let's go. I, uh, I, I want to be there. I want to be a part of what you have going on. And um, I'm just a believer. More than that, though, Jai, like, I, I want to thank you. Like, genuinely thank you for getting more candid. Um, yeah, of course, because, man. I love this interview. It was so good. Ah, dude, there's so much power in, in people seeing that, like, beyond the success and beyond mm. the Instagram quotes that, that yeah. And that <laughs> larger than life, like, dude, you have that, you are that larger than life guy. You just are. And there's something really cool about that. But also it's funny. Like, like are you even saying that, man, the funny thing is like in real life, like I'm an introvert, you know, like I just cruise around yeah. and do my thing. So it's so funny hearing someone say that from the other side of the world. It's like, shit, man, I don't know. Don't know what I'm portraying yeah. it to the world right now. I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> uh, well, a lot from from about four from about four thousand miles away. Yeah. I can say that you're you're a household name over here. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, but but yeah, I I I can say I I uh, I'm in and I'm in not not because of of the Instagram quotes, but because of the stories you just told. Yeah. So I, I'd encourage you to 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 dig deeper into that stuff because yeah, man. Man, at some point, at some point, I'm going to end up on somebody's podcast, and I'm and I'm going to break. Like there, there will be a random tear shed, and man, I'm I'm eager for it. Uh, I appreciate you, Miles. I'm, I'm here for somebody that asks the real questions. So, bring them. Um, well, dude. Okay, so it's it's one o'clock in Australia. Um, well, one one fifteen or something like that. What uh, what do you have going on the rest of the day? Like, tell us, tell us what, okay. what goes on in a long work day for Jai. Okay, so I've had a couple of failures today. So one big one was I'm building um, 10 townhouses. Well, I'm trying to. Um, 
and the neighbor, they, it depended on what the neighbor could do. And they said, yes, yes, yes. Like it's all no problem, no problem. And so I went ahead and I spent about 10, no, about a hundred thousand dollars on plans, engineering, all this kind of stuff. And they texted me today, just a random text saying, Hey, deals off, no longer doing it. And so just lost myself a hundred grand, which is a hard pill to swallow. Cause you're just like, fuck, you know? Um, and then after this, like one of my other businesses, it's just not working out for me. So I'm going to have to have a hard phone call and I'm probably going to drop it. Um, so I've got a pretty heavy afternoon on. So in Jai Long's life, looks like awesomeness on Instagram, but in real life, man, there's some shit going on. Like, you know, because I mean, that's what you got to yeah. do. It's just, that's just, that's just business. It ebbs and flows. Money comes and goes. Things happen. You know, it's, it's just, is what it is. Yeah. I made yeah, the bed. Yeah. I well, got to sleep in it. <laughs> dude, listen, if you ever need a car to sleep in, call me. Yeah. I'm sure I, that's uh, going to happen you're, one day. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, there's, there's an upstairs bedroom and, uh, and I'm, <laughs> far too, I'm far too afraid to risk it. Um, I don't think my, uh, my wife would stick around nearly as long as, as yours did. Totally. So, um, yeah. I, yeah you're, you're a lucky man, whether you know it or not, man. Oh, I know. Um, and, yeah. and let me say this, as, as we close off, dude, she is... I talk about someone I need to have on this on this podcast. She is one of the most creative. Mm, she's amazing. Like brilliant designers. Oh my gosh. She's so amazing. So um, driven, like so underrated by everyone. Like it's amazing how much she shows up and what she does for the community and how much her and her, her staff go above and beyond for everyone. It's just inspires me to watch it, man. Well, please tell her that I said this when when I first sat with uh, with Marco Sanchez and the Square Muse team to talk about rebuilding my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was sitting with Nadia and Marcos and we were, we were kind of daydreaming about what, what all this could look like and, and, um, and how grateful I was that, that they were going to do that. And I had just, uh, Ryan Teague had just finished his website build with them. And I was like, you know, Ryan's work is, you know, other side oh, of the yeah. world, yeah. N- nobody connects us, but our work is very similar. So I'm like, I just, I love what he's doing. Like, let's, let's dig into that. And your, your wife's design sense came up because it was one of the templates that I used to say like, do what you have to do, but like, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and man, I'm just, I'm so grateful for her influence as well. So yeah, I'll let dude, between the two of you guys, like uh, Australian power couple. <laughs> um, so, so good, man. Hey, we'll um, catch up when I come over to the US as well. We've always got big plans yep. and there's going to be things that's going to be happening and stuff. So I'm sure we'll meet yeah, and collab me, in some way. Tell me where to be, man. Tell me where to be. All right, buddy. Well, so until next time, thank you so much. Like hey, it means the world to me. Um, tell, tell us really quick as, as we sort of side off here, what is, what's the number one way that we like as a community can support you? Like, where can we show up for you? I, I think honestly, the best way is just to come over and listen to my podcast. I think, um, it's called make your break. And to be honest, I think there's so many valuable nuggets in there that I think so many people get a lot from. So that, I mean, man, everyone supports me in so many, it was just a DM on Instagram, you know, like something like that, a smiley face, like everything supports me. So I'm just thankful that there's just is so much support in this community. And, you know, obviously I feel the love from everyone. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's, well, that's all I, it needs I, to be. I'll say this, dude. 
I uh, I rarely miss an episode. That it is it is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. Unreal. So, Thanks, man. Um, what, dude, I it's I I've I've said this to a number of times to Ben Hartley, who's a, I, I've mentioned him a couple of times. He's a good friend of mine. But his podcast and your podcast are what I mow the yard to every week. That's awesome. It's the only thing that gets me through mowing the freaking yard because I hate I hate mowing the yard. But <laughs> uh, you know, sitting down and being like, this is good for me to sit still for long enough to actually like absorb some knowledge. So. Um, all right, man. Well, so again soon. Uh, again, Jai, like just meant the world. And uh, dude, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, thanks for for opening up. And uh, and dude, let's uh, let's go ahead and schedule the next one of these, the next follow up soon. All right, done. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, you guys, what a powerful interview. An hour and 15 minutes with just one of the most interesting and most inspiring people in the industry. Huge honor to sit down with Jai Long. And uh, again, big thanks to you, buddy, for the time that you spent just pouring your heart out into this industry. Um, we're just so grateful for everything that you give. You guys, if you've made it this far, I would be remiss to not mention one more time this episode and so much of my industry and uh, and my my career can be chased back to having such a great relationship with Moment. Head over to shopmoment.com slash Boyer to shop for everything from lenses and cameras to all of your favorite accessories. And uh, you guys, if you need links or discounts or affiliate codes for anything else that we've mentioned in the podcast over the last several months, you can always feel free to DM me at Boyer on Instagram, and I would be happy to connect you with that stuff as well. Y'all have a great week, and we will come back at you next time.